The Colts linebackers are subject to one of the team's biggest what-ifs for the whole 2023 season. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Thanks for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Jake Arthur and he is Zach Hicks. You know the two of us from HorseshoeHuddle.com. I am your boots on the ground at the Colts facility covering the team, uh, local credentialed member media for the site. And Zach is the one who just cranks out these film pieces. If you ever want to know anything about any obscure player, Zach's already got a film room on him, so uh, he is your educational eyes and ears there as well. Uh, On today's show, we continue our position-by-position breakdown that we've been going through. Uh, If you haven't caught those yet, be sure to backlog. We've got a playlist of them. Uh, But today, we are covering the linebackers, and this is a really, really interesting group. Uh, So obviously, the starters have some significant names in them. Uh, But the Colts usually roster a lot of linebackers based on special teams as well. Uh, A lot of their special team standouts in the last few years have been linebackers, and that's going to play a critical role again this year. Uh, But Zach, just kind of looking at the starters, we've got a guy now uh, who broke out last year in Zaire Franklin, someone who very well might break out in their own in EJ Speed this year, and then a guy who is a perennial all-pro and pro bowler, but we might never see again at least not at the level that he has consistently played, and that's Shaquille Leonard. Uh, So, Zach, we are confident the two guys we're going to see most of right now is Zaire Franklin and EJ Speed. Um, Until we see otherwise from Shaquille Leonard, he gets back on the field, participates fully. Uh, Of course, if you're a Colts fan that has been under a rock, uh, Leonard had a couple procedures uh, in the last year or so, uh, you know, there was actually I think they were both on his back and they were supposed to help with the calf as well. Because uh, he's got like some weakness in his calf where it hasn't caught up to where he's used to it being. Uh, and for that reason, he played very little last season and is not yet fully cleared uh, to participate in practice and things like that now. So huge what if, because I mean, Leonard is one of the biggest X factors in the entire NFL from a defensive perspective. He's won the Colts a lot of games in his career. Yeah. And, and the biggest impact that he just kind of, leaves or whatever when he's not on the field the biggest thing that we see is in those turnover numbers you know under Matt Eberflus the Colts were consistently in the top 10 sometimes in the top five I think they even peaked in 2021 as the second best team in all of football in forcing turnovers you know they forced I think it was 33 turnovers in 2021 uh, last 2021 year. was nuts they they yeah. were tied for the leader second or something behind Dallas second Huge. behind Dallas yep and mm-hmm. I, I think it was either 33 or 31 turnovers is what it had and with without uh, Shaquille Leonard last season and just to preface this he played I think in like two games and he had an interception in those games so just in the short time he did play last year he contributed to the turnovers numbers but last year I think they only had 19 which was outside the top 20 uh, in the entire league in turnovers for so yes it was a different defensive scheme and that might be some of the reason why the turnover numbers dipped but losing Shaquille Leonard who was good for at least 10 turnovers forced every single season 
that's a massive, massive impact, especially when you look at a team where the Colts are by far and away, by far and away, the worst turnover differential in all of football last year. Their offense gave the ball away more than any other team by far and away, and then their defense did not take the ball away too much. So you're not going to win many games when you're getting killed in the turnover margin like that. And Shaquille Leonard, for all the greatness that he is, the biggest thing is how much he helps that turnover margin. Uh, so missing him from the football field, we saw it last year. Uh, I think Zaire Franklin played really well. Bobby Okereke played really well too, but. To have that X factor where, you know, turnovers are so volatile and it's really hard to account for turnovers and, and just expect turnovers. But when you have a player like Shaquille Leonard, where we have a, a multi-year sample size where we know he's going to force turnovers, it, it doesn't matter how volatile, it doesn't matter how lucky he's getting or how degrading the stat or de- degradation that stat it has or whatever. Like we know that Shaquille Leonard is going to force turnovers. It's just what he does. Uh, so when you have a stat that's really hard to account for, and then a player who's consistent in that stat and not having that player anymore, like that, that's really hard uh, for your defense. So hopefully he can get out there this next season. Uh, really good player, obviously, but just helping that turnover margin uh, is the biggest thing that the Colts are missing, and, and they really need him back on the field. Yeah, it's going to be an adjustment going to this new scheme with Gus Bradley because he got to a point where he was playing totally free with Matt Eberflus. Uh, so he'll have to, I mean, the force fumbles is one thing you're engaging with the ball carrier, punching it out. That's just something that's in his DNA. But as far as those seemingly lucky interceptions and everything, he tended to put himself in the right place at the right time. Uh, so there'll be a kind of a learning curve there. Now, the guy who was primarily tasked with replacing Leonard last year, Zaire Franklin, uh, it was his first year being a full-time starter and boy, did he show up. Uh, yeah. broke Leonard's single season franchise tackle record with 167 uh, added or of those 12 of them were for loss, had three sacks, three forced fumbles as well. So he kind of filled in with some of that uh, playmaking ability. Franklin, that's, a, that's a guy that, you know, a ton about you talk, spoke to him recently. We have an interview here. That's your guy. That's, that's someone we can book it for him being a heavy contributor this year. Yeah, and, and it kind of goes back to what we were saying last episode with the defensive tackles with Grover Stewart, DeForest Buckner, and then earlier episodes with guys like Jonathan Taylor is for all the impact they bring you on the field, off the field is even better. I mean, Zaire Franklin is essentially the spokesman for the Colts. He's been a multiple, multiple time team captain uh, for media stuff or whenever the Colts are headlining like a certain movement or something. Zaire Franklin has been the face of that for this team. Uh, he's the ultimate leader on this team. And last year he was able to show that on the football field as a defender, uh, took over that Mike linebacker spot, did phenomenal. I think his, his coverage aspect got better and better every single game uh, towards the end of the season. He was a good coverage linebacker. And we know that he's a really, really strong run defender, uh, super explosive, super powerful plays at a, a thousand miles per hour. Uh, there's really nothing you can complain about when it comes to Zaire Franklin. You know you're getting a high-character guy who's leading this organization, and now on the field you're getting a pretty high-level defender. Uh, so even if Shaquille Leonard misses time and you're missing that turnover uh, impact that he brings, you're at least still getting a really good linebacker in Zaire Franklin that's starting. And then we're going to talk about EJ Speed as well, where there's some upside as well. So the Colts linebacker's situation without Shaquille Leonard is not dire. It's not this massive, massive concern, but – you would like to have Shaquille Leonard, but when you have a guy like Zaire Franklin, everything like the floor is just so much higher for your defense. He is such a playmaker. He's such a high-level athlete and just high-level uh, player on the field and, and high-level character as well. So it was great seeing him break out, and, and he's going to be an Indianapolis Colt for a long, long time. 
Yeah, without question. And, and there's so there's more turnover, and this one is for certain uh, with the linebacker position. Bobby Okereke was Franklin's running mate last year, and now Okereke is with the Giants. So that now opens the door if Leonard remains out for a while for EJ Speed, who we saw step in in a big way. Uh, he saw a significant increase in his playing time. We saw all of his stats jump up across the board, set new career highs everywhere. Uh, he himself had seven tackles for loss, another sack, and two forced fumbles. Uh, but the area you really saw just really strong improvement was as a run defender. Uh, according to Pro Football Focus, his grade of 82.8 in run defense was seventh best in the NFL among all linebackers. And of that group of seven, his 5.4% missed tackle rate was really low, and it was second only to Bobby Wagner. Yeah, and, and the biggest thing with him is – if he does hit the film as a starter, he's going to be in that will linebacker spot of presumably where Bobby O'Karake was and where Shaquille Leonard is likely going to line up if he plays. The thing with that is EJ Speed is inarguably one of the best run defending linebackers in all of football. It's can he make that step up as a pass defender? Because that will linebacker has to be a good coverage player. Uh, Zaire Frank is going to be your mic and he can do those coverage aspects at the mic position really well. But if EJ Speed's going to step in as that will, he needs to improve his coverage. You know, his coverage isn't bad, but you need to take you need to see that next step if he's going to be a starter uh, from week one. So, again, it all comes down to Shaquille Leonard. We got to see what's going to happen there. But if EJ Speed does start, he has the ability to be a good coverage linebacker. It's just seeing that on the field now. Uh, we've seen glimpses. We've seen flashes. But you want to see it more consistent. But at the end of the day, if he is a starter, we know that we're getting a pretty darn good run defending linebacker with the upside to be good in the past game. So this is where I say, like, yes, you want Shaquille Leonard playing because the impact he brings is just hard to calculate for. But if he doesn't play, Zaire Franklin and EJ Speed, that's a pretty good duo. Like, you, you really can't complain about that duo there, especially in an NFL that starts two linebackers. You're going to be getting two pretty good ones right there. Yeah, they'll they'll be fine. The linebackers were far from an issue last season. Uh, but next, the Colts really rely heavily on their linebackers to carry special teams, which is why we could see several of them being on the roster in 2023. But first, a word from our friends over at FanDuel. Make a fast break over to FanDuel during these NBA playoffs in the championship. Nuggets, heat. Uh, right now, new customers, you guys get no sweat first bets up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first one doesn't hit. There's no better place to bet all of the playoff action for the finals for any other sport that you can really think of other than at, than at America's number one sports book. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. And every day is we are going to have mandatory mini camp starting this week. I believe it starts tomorrow or I think it, what was it start the day that they're listening to this, Jake? Uh, it's Tuesday through Thursday. There you go. So the day you guys are listening to this mandatory mini camp will be going on. Jake and I will be covering it all. Obviously, Jake will be the boots on the ground there at the facility. And, you know, with what we're talking about here with Shaquille Leonard, we might have an update on Shaquille Leonard and everything going on there. So you everydayers set your alarms bright and early Wednesday and Thursday's episodes are going to be ones all right jake so diving into this next segment and this is where we kind of lose all the pretty and and the sexy of this episode we're talking about special teams <laughs> with these three guys here but special teamers are important we every single episode we've had in this series has been hey if these guys want to make the team 
They got to be good special teamers. And we have two really good special teamers in this section in Jojo Doman and Grant Stewart. So Jake, I think you have their special teams numbers there, but I believe these were the two best special teamers on the entire team last year. Yeah, as, as far as linebackers go, and you know, Nick Cross had a really good special teams grade as well. Uh, but Jojo Doman had he was tied for second uh, with uh, six special team stops, and then Grant Stewart, who the Colts traded for, you know, just a final final round draft pick, just one of those washes that they tend to do during the offseason. Uh, Grant Stewart he led the team with eight special team stops. If you're not familiar with him, he's the Tasmanian Devil flying down the field with the crazy <laughs> hair. Uh, he's a great special teams player. They got exactly what they were looking for out of him. Um, but like Zach mentioned, it's it's legit. You know, guys like EJ Speed and Zaire Franklin, the reason why they got these promotions up to seeing significant snaps on defense is because of how good they've been on special teams. So um, you don't want to bypass these guys because them standing out here on special teams could lead to them, you know, seeing a lot more playing time defensively. Yeah, and, and we're talking about these three guys here because we, we haven't even mentioned his name yet, but Cameron McGrone, who the Colts mm-hmm. claimed last season off the New England Patriots. Uh, I think he's the third youngest player on the entire roster. Even after this recent draft this draft class, I think the only people younger than him are like Anthony Richardson and Nick Cross are the only two people younger than Cameron McGrone. Uh, so that's another super young player, super athlete uh, that, they're, that we're looking at. But when we're looking at these three players, Jake, which of these three intrigues you the most as a defender? Because I think we can agree that Grant Stewart is the special teams ace. He might never Mm -hmm. play a defensive snap his entire career going forward, but he might continually make this roster for years because he is your special teams ace. But but I guess between these three, which one of them kind of intrigued you the most as a defender, at least this year or in the future going forward? Personally, I'm a JoJo Doman guy. Uh, Coming into his his draft class last year, uh, he was an interesting safety linebacker hybrid. And I think I did linebackers or at least his group of linebackers for the Indy draft guide last year. And mm-hmm. he just screamed special teamer, uh, like special teams ace. And that's what we've seen from him so far. But he had upside as an athletic defender in, in a weird, you know, those if you can stretch a linebacker, basically those type of roles, because you don't want to play him at safety, obviously. And you probably don't want to really stack him up too much and run defense either. But he's just got that that nice tweener linebacker skill set that we see occasionally in the NFL. And he he's, again, he's really athletic. He covers ground. Um, he He's definitely someone I've been interested in seeing play defensively a little bit more. You kind of have to settle for the preseason, but I don't know. Is that your guy or you got someone else? No, I think I would say Doman too. And I think this kind of ties into what I said at the end of the first segment is EJ speed. You know, if he's going to be that will linebacker, we need to see him improve his coverage. His coverage has been good. Like, it's been fine. I don't want to say it's been good. It's been fine. Uh, but if you want him to be the starter at that will spot in particular, especially in these cover three looks where the backside uh, corner and the will linebacker are kind of in that tight man coverage while the other side of the of the field is playing more of that cover three zone, you know, you need someone that you can rely on in coverage. And if that can't be EJ Speed, Jojo Doman, you know, his big thing coming out was his coverage ability. You know, he's not a guy like EJ Speed where you put him out there and he's going to be one of the best run defending linebackers in the entire league. But if you need three linebacker sets while Shaquille Leonard is down with this group of linebackers, Doman might come in there as the weak side. And then you put EJ Speed more as that auto off the edge and and kind of have him defend the run. Uh, I think Doman has the coverage ability and the coverage experience 
to be a solid like third down backer or like a sub backer. Uh, I think a very similar player that you can look at is uh, Divine Diablo there with the with the Las Vegas Raiders about two years ago with under Gus Bradley. Uh, Diablo was a late round pick player out of Virginia Tech, former safety. They moved to Will linebacker. And when injuries kind of piled up, he got a lot of playing time late in the season. And he actually played pretty well under Gus and in that system. So again, I, I think it's going to be EJ Speed. It's going to be that Will linebacker if Shaquille Leonard is not ready to go. But I do think Doman is, you know, he can make some noise in camp. He's he's firmly going to be behind EJ Speed. Uh, but with his coverage ability, with how he did last year, and now that he has an entire year in the system and a year under Gus Bradley and, and uh, Richard Smith, the linebacker coach, he could make some waves and, and really establish himself as a coverage linebacker that could come in while Shaquille Leonard is down. So I, I want to keep an eye on JoJo Doman. I think there's something there with him on defense. Uh, if not, I mean, great special teamer, awesome special teamer to have. But uh, I think there is a role for him. And I think if EJ Speed doesn't really take that will linebacker job, I think JoJo Doman could come up there and make some noise. Yeah, we need we kind of need a hit after Forrest Ryan, you know. <laughs> He started out hot last year. Him, Doman, and Ryan, they, they were our guys at the linebacker group. But Both. No, Doman Sterling, still... Sterling Weatherford, though. Well, Sterling. yes. He, yeah. he, was an, he was another friend and sponsor of the show. Yes. Uh, but, but no, Doman is, uh, again, we, we've been on that train for about a year now. So, I mean, let's hope we can see some, some defensive snaps. But otherwise, you know, there, there's another kind of interesting group. There's at least one or two names in the depth guys, the fringe bubble guys that we'll get to here in a moment. So again, you got your starters. You've got these guys who we feel pretty comfortable or are going to make their roster as uh, special teams contributors. But there's a, a few X factors here who could uh, make the roster and make things interesting up next. All right, Zach. So I'm going to I'm gonna list off a couple of these guys and I'm gonna finish off with someone who I think you know a little bit more about. So undrafted free agent Liam Anderson from Holy Cross and then the Colts have Saguna Luby, who uh, they actually picked up last year. Uh, he was an undrafted free agent rookie with the 49ers. Uh, Colts picked him up, and I believe he got a tackle against the Giants. So he got a little bit of playing time late in the season. Uh, but, the, you know, the Giants, Chargers, Texans games, those were all trash, meaningless games. Uh, but they, they're probably one of the more intriguing undrafted free agents for the Colts overall was uh, Donovan Mooton. Is it Mooton? I think it's Mooton. Yeah. Mooton Donovan Mooton from, from, from Houston. From Houston. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So um, I know little to nothing of those three. <laughs> <laughs> am, am I uh, incorrect? Did I see you cover a little bit of, of Mooton coming out of, of uh, the undrafted free agent class? Yeah, a little bit of Mooton. Uh, and okay. Liam Anderson was a guy where I'm pretty good friends with his agent. And he was telling me, I think back in. I want to say January or February, he was like, Hey, keep an eye on Liam Anderson throughout the process. So uh, Liam Anderson, I'll touch on real quick. Uh, that's, that's your forest Ryan this year, Jake. So, okay. Gotcha. You watch him, you watch, he doesn't have the neck beard and everything that forest Ryan had. Uh, so you're going to have to be, you know, that's you're going to live with that. Uh, but he's, you know, not super athletic, not super fast, but just a tackle machine uh, that fills kind of that mic role. So I, I think you'll like Liam Anderson in camp. Uh, and and we'll have to do a whole Liam Anderson episode like we did with Forrest Ryan last year. <laughs> That's a must. Yeah, but Donovan Mooton, I think it's super interesting with him is I think he was the Colts' highest guaranteed UDFA signing this this offseason. I think it was like, oh man, I don't want to say the wrong number here, but it was like one seventy five or something, like pretty big 
uh, UDFA guarantee, which we're seeing the Colts in recent seasons have kind of up their UDFA guarantees. And that's why they're starting to land bigger name guys like Emile Kior on offense. And last year, or I think it was two years ago, they had uh, Deion Jackson had a pretty big signing uh, and stuff like that. Last year, it was uh, that tackle out of UConn, Ryan Vandermark, they gave Vandermark. a huge signing to. Uh, so the that Colts are kind of upping. Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it, it was. It, it doesn't yeah. always fit. <laughs> it's an undrafted free agent. But uh, what that really kind of indicates is this was a guy where the Colts were probably considering drafting him. Uh, but kind of stuck to their guns, took some other players. And then the second UDFA uh, free agency hit, they were like, you know what? We need to bring this guy in. He's going to have some competition. We're going to offer like our max deal that we can. So Mooton is a pretty athletic player, some special teams background. I think he also did a little bit of time off the edge and at linebacker. So he's a little bit of a tweener type guy, uh, but very athletic, kind of thick build guy. Uh, who can play all, all over. So I think Mooton is has a good chance uh, of at least making some noise and getting on the practice squad. What you typically see with players who have those high guarantees and undrafted free agency is they're almost certainly guaranteed practice squad at the worst, and, unless they get claimed like guys like Sterling Weatherford did last year and guys like um, Ryan Vandermark, they got claimed uh, after the preseason. But I think Mooton's a player who will be sticking around for a bit, at least somewhere in the league. Uh, if he doesn't make this team. But yeah, th- these are some interesting players. I think Sagoon is, is pretty interesting as well uh, with his athletic pro- profile. Uh, Liam Anderson, again, is your Forrest Ryan. And Donovan Mooton, uh, big guarantees player, did some good things at Houston. Uh, and a little bit of a tweener, like a Titus Leo type. So there, there's a there's an avenue for all three of these guys. You know, like JoJo Doman, Cam McGrone, and Grant Stewart are far from locks on the roster. So if any of these guys can come in and just have phenomenal preseason and just phenomenal offseasons in general, they can assert those players and make the roster. Yeah, I think they're especially interesting, particularly Mooton and Anderson, because uh, the Colts kind of had a, a, a you know a little need at linebacker going into the draft, and then they didn't draft anyone. And like you mentioned, the the deal that uh, that Mooton got would indicate you know we were perhaps going to draft you, and you know they they give those big guaranteed deals to undrafted guys because. They want to, you know, they want to lock in their services, so they're going to give him an opportunity to to earn that role. And like you said, the second group of guys we mentioned, they're not guys that can't be passed up on the depth chart. So, um, no, they're they're interesting guys to look at. As much as you want to look at them defensively, like they'll probably make some plays in seven on sevens or what have you. It's really going to be the special teams drills in the preseason that we see these guys perhaps make their money. Yeah, I mean, if we look at last year, I know. Sterling Weatherford was the last guy off the roster last year. Like from what I've been told is if they had 54 people for the roster, Sterling Weatherford would have made it last year. And a big reason for that was how good he was on special teams. Uh, And, but if we want to still kind of lean on that special teams, the reason why Doman was slightly ahead of him is because they viewed him as a better special teams player. The reason why they traded for Grant Stewart was because of his special teams ability. You know, a lot of it comes down to special teams. Even though Sterling Weatherford looked better on defense than Stewart or Doman did throughout the whole preseason, the Colts felt better about Doman and Stewart as special teamers. So they kept him, kept them on the roster, and, and Sterling Weatherford is now Chicago Bear. Uh, that's just kind of how this linebacker group comes down to it. So when you look at these players, you know, Doman is, was an undrafted free agent last year. He's far from a lock to make the team. Grant Stewart was traded away last year by the Bucks. If a younger player comes in and takes his role, He's far from a lock. And Cameron McGrone, you know, he's been waived by a team already. He kind of just joined the team late last year. 
far from a lock. So if Moon or Anderson or Sagoon, if they can come in here and just show that they're high level special teams players and, you know, that they have more upside than these other guys, then they can make the roster. You know, these final six guys are in a very similar bucket, even if Doman, McGrone, and Stewart have kind of the inside edge inside that little bucket. Uh, these guys are all very close to each other, and it really just comes down to special teams uh, within practice and within um, within the preseason games. And, and a big thing with this as, as well is, you know, if we're looking at who the Colts special teams coordinator has picked, he technically had a hand in these other three guys, or at least two of them, and Anderson and Mooton there at the bottom of the roster. Doman, McGrone, and Stewart, he kind of had to take those in. You know, those were Bubba's guys. Those are Bubba Ventrone guys. They weren't uh, Brian Mason guys. So maybe Brian Mason is super high on Mooton and super high on Anderson and not super high on Doman or Stewart, you know? So it really comes down to his preference and, and who can kind of win over uh, Brian Mason and his new uh, special team style. That's a really good point. I honestly didn't even think about that. I mean, you know those other guys are good players, but we've seen all the time where new regimes come in and replace the, the former with their guys. So that, that's mm-hmm. a really good point. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So so altogether, we think this is a pretty good linebacker group. Uh, not panicking if Shaquille Leonard is not there. Obviously, that's a huge cherry on top uh, because he just brings something to the defense that maybe three other guys in the NFL have. You know what I mean? Like that is just such rare playmaking ability. And when you're on defense – the ability to give the ball back to the offense, especially when the offense is so wildly inconsistent, which it still could remain pretty inconsistent this year with, with a rookie quarterback or, uh, you know, a, a veteran who's never really carried the load consistently in, in uh, Gardner Minshew. So if Shaquille Leonard is back, that's definitely going to help an offense that's going to need it. Yeah. And one thing I want to ask you before we close out this one, because we talked about this with guard, we're going to talk about this during the next segment with cornerback is if Shaquille Leonard's recovery doesn't go as you plan, you know, say you're, you get to beginning of August and he's still not really making much progress. Do you go grab a veteran? Do you go grab someone on the market? Personally, I don't think I would, but Jake, what do you think? Would you grab a veteran uh, come early August if Shaquille Leonard's not ready to go? Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't feel pressed to do it, but if they wanted to grab someone out there who's played for Gus before, like in a rotational role, like maybe started a handful of games. You don't need a starter. I don't think I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Uh, But just some insurance, like a guy to throw in there who has played for Gus knows the system, not going to be a huge learning curve. Um, But at the same time, they don't need a lot of money. They're not going to threaten Zaire Franklin and EJ speeds roles necessarily. But like you mentioned, if they if it's August and they find that they really need that coverage linebacker because speed's not cutting it, that adds a little more urgency to it. If if you know Doman is is not that guy either, um, but I don't. It's not a high urgency thing to me. Yeah, but then again, you get to a thing where you're just saying like, oh, maybe go sign a coverage linebacker. If there's a decent coverage linebacker on the market, they're not still on the market. No, <laughs> not in today's yeah, not, NFL. No, no, no. <laughs> So you you kind of get to the point where speed and Doman aren't cutting it, then you're like, well, uh, we don't have that will really. <laughs> yeah, you just kind you kind of hope Doman is like an Amani Hooker type, but probably not. I mean, you never know. So one of those guys that you can just move around is kind of a little chess piece, a nice little yeah. player the Titans have that not every team does. 
Yeah. Or I think in Gus's eyes, you know, you see him again as a divine Diablo type where yeah. college safety, good special teamer. And you know what, if I need him in a pinch, he can give me some decent snaps. Uh, mm. I, I'm, I'm feeling confident in these young players, even a guy like yeah. Cameron McGrone, because he's just so young and so athletic. Like mm-hmm. I feel enough confidence in this group to where I would probably say I wouldn't sign a veteran, but I want to leave that up to you guys here in the comments. Uh, yeah. Do you guys think the Colts should sign a veteran linebacker if Shaquille Leonard's injury recovery still takes a bit because, you know, they did lose Bobby O'Karake and they didn't really add much to this group. Yeah. Do you think that warrants signing another veteran linebacker before uh, training camp really gets going here in August? We'll leave that up to you guys in the comments. But every day is be sure to check out Locked on Colts the rest of this week as Jake Arthur will be our boots on the ground there at mandatory mini camp. He'll be covering it all and maybe get us some updates on guys like Shaquille Leonard, Isaiah Rogers Sr. Maybe an update on that as well. And I don't update- think that's coming from the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, but then an update as well on our favorite young rookie quarterback and Anthony Richardson. So everydayers, be sure to set those alarms bright and early for the rest of this week. And if you don't already, follow at Locked on Colts, at Jake Arthur NFL, and at Zach Hicks 2 on Twitter. Uh, also subscribe to Locked on Colts podcast on YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast. We'd love your guys' ratings, reviews, and we'll see you guys bright and early tomorrow morning.